You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, 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 Mama's talking loud. Mama's talking Welcome to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Jessica Rush. And I'm Kara Cooper. And today is our first remote recording podcast session. Uh, and it, we are coming and it's to, just us. And it's just <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> we figured we would get one under our belts, uh, just the two of us, before we invited anybody else into this uh, new way of bringing our podcast to you. I am currently in my office and my kids are running around outside with my husband and in our backyard, not near anybody else. Uh, and Jessica, where are you? I am in La Jolla, California in La Jolla Playhouse Company housing, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, but uh, And Eric and Elliot are in the living room being as quiet as possible because <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely in small spaces here. Um, yeah. yeah, this has been wild. And Kara and I, you know, we, we talked about, we've been posting since this all started, obviously in the last couple of weeks, but uh, we posted Annalise episode and Karen's right at the beginning. And, and I know that, you know, we wanted to continue to bring those episodes to you guys, but we also sort of felt that perhaps it was a little insensitive to not acknowledge where we're at. And, you know, we did that a little on our Instagram post and, but at the same time, this is, this is an overwhelming and scary time for a lot of us and a time of great change and having to, uh, rethink a lot of things in our lives. And I think Kara and I just wanted to come on and connect with the community that has grown from this podcast, which we are so thankful for. And, um, and let you guys know that we are, thinking of all of you, of everyone in our community, of the podcast and the Broadway community, in the world, the healthcare workers, everyone. And we thought, why not come on and do an episode, just the two of us, which we've talked about doing before. We've been meaning um, to do for a while, but this seemed like yeah. the perfect time. Yeah. And we're just going to sort of talk about what it's been like, I think, for us and and see where we're at and and talk about it all. And then if you guys have anything specific, you can always um, comment on the Facebook post or on Instagram or email us. And we're all in it together, really. Yeah. And if there's a, a conversation ways. that you want to hear that you aren't hearing, 
now is kind of a great time because we can reach out to possible guests. Um, and it's a easier, I shouldn't say easier. It's just different. Um, we could talk to somebody who's not necessarily physically in New York city, uh, to record. Um, and I, I mean, I want to get on and say, first of all, I'm sorry, it's taken us so long to get to this place, um, to be able to bring this to you. It has been something that's super important to Jessica and I, as she said, um, but I don't know if anybody else out there has felt this way, but I have needed a minute, um, not just to digest the technicality of all of this and figure out this new platform. Um, but I have had a hard time wanting to feel creative and wanting to put, um, anything out there. I really needed I mean, my gosh, I don't even know what day we're on now. Isn't that crazy? I lost count. Um, but I've needed this time to kind of uh, digest and adjust to where we are in order to, you know, bring you something meaningful and not feel like I was going to break apart in doing so. So I, I don't know why I'm saying that. Just to say, if anybody else out there is feeling that way, um, you're not alone. <laughs> this has been. Yeah. Uh, and I think everybody's handling it a lot differently. You know, there are some people we see who their their way of dealing with it is being super creative and putting um, content out there immediately. That has not been my personal way of dealing with it. Um, or mine. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely um, sort of went into like hermit mode, self-preservation. Yeah, I definitely, I kind of introverted a lot, um, which is strange for an actor, <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Um, totally. But yeah, I, let's let's lighten it up for a second if we can. Um, okay. Although I'm sure we're going to... Go for it. <laughs> I know, right? Everything feels so heavy right now. No, um, I know. I know. My, my son said to me the other night before bedtime, no, I was putting him down for his nap and he goes, mommy, on your next birthday, you're going to be 70 years old. <laughs> and I said... Yeah, I think you're right about that. <laughs> I think yeah. you really like felt the weight of it. Um, but to that end, um, I think t- talking about how we're dealing with this with our kids is is really important. And you know, for better or worse, my daughter who is autistic doesn't necessarily know something not great is happening in the world right now. She definitely sees this as a joyous time because she gets mom and dad home all the time for dinner time and bedtime. Um, and she's doing kind of better than she ever has, even though I am doing homeschooling like six hours a day and kind of dying, but we'll get to that. Kara <laughs> is a rock star. Is a it's rock a, star. That's another, that's a separate uh, episode, but you know, my son, we talk about the big germ a lot. Um, and when we're out for walks and we always say, remember the big germ, remember the big germ. And, and he, we've explained it in those terms. He's three. Um, and, I think that he understands washing our hands and things like that. Certainly doesn't understand the global impact that this is having. But the other day, while he was doing his schoolwork, he he said um, to my husband, he said, um, puppy is a doctor and panda is a dentist and they have taken away the big germ. They fixed it, mommy. There's no more big germ. And I was like, ah, he does. Oh get it. You know, it is. And I don't know, how is it going for you with Elliot, Jess? Um, it's been, it's been a journey, you know, it's like Elliot is in kindergarten. She's five and a half and she, 
knows that there's a virus. Like we've talked about it. Elliot is super in tune and she's always been this way. I mean, Kara knows when she was a baby, she's very much an empath, I think. And she's super connected to sort of the energy of the world and the people around her. And so she knows things are amiss and she asks about it. And um, I think that I talked about it right near the beginning because for her, you know, we were, we were at home in New York and Broadway shut down and Broadway shut down. And it was like, why are you, I said, well, I don't have to go to work tonight. She's like, why don't you have to go to work? You know, and we'd already been talking about washing our hands for 20 seconds and not hugging friends. And we'd already sort of started to lay some ground rules. And we talked about the virus and she knows about it. And she, you know, we're out here in La Jolla and we decided to come out here. My husband, Eric Anderson was doing, um, fly out here in La Jolla. And initially we didn't know if they were going to shut down the same time Broadway did. Um, so when, when we got the word about Broadway immediately, Eric was like, you guys should come here. Um, because you know, let's be honest, if we're going to be trapped somewhere for a long time, Southern California is not too bad <laughs> uh, compared to being in our apartment in Inwood with my parents, whom I love dearly, but it's, you know, five people in an apartment. And um, and so Elliot and I flew out right away. I The schools hadn't shut down yet, but that was coming. I mean, it was inevitable. And I just knew, I was like, we got to get out. So we flew out um, the day after that happened and got out to La Jolla. And, you know, on the way here, on the plane, we talk about, you know, we were sitting away from other people. We've got, you know, those upgrade seats. So you have the road to yourself. And we were trying to be really conscious of things, wiping everything down. So, and Elliot being five and a half and the fact that we were out in the world, you know, with Kara, I know you and your kids, y'all have been at home like so much. And once they were home from school, you've been home essentially, except for like going outside for bike rides and stuff. And so Elliot's been moving through the world a little bit. And she knows, like, don't touch your face. Don't touch, you know, don't touch your nose. Cough into your sleeve. You know, let's get home. Let's sanitize, wash our hands. You know, when we go to the store um, and we've got our, you know, our dish towels tied around our faces, I don't, you know, she knows you can't touch anything, you know, and she's only come with me once or twice, obviously. But, you know, it's like, don't touch anything. If you want something, point to it. I'll grab it, whatever. But um, she's not very scared because she doesn't understand the gravity of the virus itself, obviously, and like how widespread it is. And, but she knows that we have to be very careful and she knows that we're here until they say we can go home. And, um, she's gotten sad a couple times about missing her friends or her class, but yeah, didn't you say she had like a little bit of a breakdown the other day and you thought it was kind of just a pent up? Yeah. Like she, she had this breakdown about like, turning off, you know, she gets some free time before we do schoolwork. And I turned off, I said, all right, it's time to turn off, you know, Esme and Roy or whatever she was watching. And I was like, we're going to do some schoolwork. And she lost her shit and like sobbing and crying. And she ran into the, you know, she ran into the bedroom and was doing heaving, like sobbing. And I went in there and, you know, she we talked a little bit and I said, are you really mad about the TV show? And she's like, well, I just, I'm sad, mom. And, you know, so we talked about that. I said, well, you know, I think right now you're crying. I said, the TV show might've set it off. I bet I think you're crying more so because you're sad because we're not at home and you miss your friends. I was like, and she's like, but, but why did I start crying then? You know? And I explained (laughs) that a lot of times there's something that, you know, we have all this pent up emotion and sometimes 
something will happen that has nothing to do with the real issue. And it sort of has the release effect for us. And that's how we have to get it out. But she's, she's been a rock star in a lot of ways and she's done really well. She's done really well. So she's being very patient um, as Eric and I have recovered, which is a whole different uh, part of the story. (laughs) Yeah. You want to talk about that or? Sure. Um, I'm going to talk a lot right now. I feel like, um, no, I, so, uh, so I was at Tina and the week before Broadway shut down, we had a company meeting when everyone sort of started to say like, okay, things are, when they started cleaning the theaters all the time and wiping stuff down and not stage dooring. And we had a meeting and that weekend I had a sore throat like Friday and Saturday, but everyone at our show had been having like throat issues all winter. Like people were having, we had people out with laryngitis and things constantly, you guys. So like, I didn't think much of it. Sunday I woke up with a cough and I was like, Hmm. So I called out of the show just to be safe. I was like, let me call out, you know, and then it went away on Monday, Monday night. I was fine. No sore throat, no cough, no anything. And I go back to work on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, um, Katie Weber, which she's spoken about this. So I feel confident that I can talk about her, but, um, Katie Weber, uh, she was saying during the matinee, she was talking to me and she was like, yeah, I just don't, my throat hurts and I don't feel great. I feel hot. And she didn't come to the second show and I text her. I was like, what's going on? She's like, girl, I got a fever. I'm down. I was like, oh boy. Um, so right away we all got really nervous and, um, you know, something that's interesting and something that I, I hate to think about is like Katie's my understudy and she had gone on for me on Sunday. So we've been touching all the same things now. Also, Let's bear in mind, we all use the same pen to sign in at the call board. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that it's little like, detail. Of course. Oh my God, of course. Like, when you start to think about all the things we all touch at the theater, it is unreal, yeah. you guys. Not just props, but like the doorknob on the set piece, or like I said, the pen at the sign in sheet on the call board. It's like you touch everything. And long story short, she ultimately tested positive. She was able to be tested. Two others in our cast were able to be tested. They tested positive. But what happened and what sort of told us that this was going through our cast is that seven or eight of us lost our sense of taste and smell, which now we know that's one of the symptoms that no one was talking about, which is crazy to me because it's like a telltale sign, I feel like. How many things do you come down with where that's one of the symptoms? Um so I was feeling fine. I My cough thing had gone away and I felt fine. And Elliot and I flew here, felt fine the first few days we were here. And then um, I started having like lower back pain. And I was like, oh man, like, do I need to- You kept saying it was, you thought it was the bed. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this bed is not great. So like, and we're sleeping with Elliot in the bed and it, you know, you know, little kids, y'all, they do not lay still and- <laughs> They kick you and they're laying horizontal and it's just a mess. And I thought maybe it's that. And then um, Sunday, like a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, Eric was down for the count. We woke up and he was wiped and he could not get out of bed. He hadn't had any other symptoms, but he slept almost all day. And I, at that point, had realized that I couldn't taste. We had waffles for breakfast. I couldn't taste the syrup and the butter. And I kept like taking another bite. Do you know what I mean? Like I kept being like, wait can I taste it? Like what's this? Why am I not tasting the syrup? You know? So I realized I was like, Oh, we've got it. I mean, we have not been tested. So this is our own theories, but, um, I, you know, I, I turned a corner a few days ago, the fatigue was real and the chest pains, but we never had fevers. You know, um, I think a lot of people have this and don't have fevers, but you know, having lost my taste and smell, 
and the fact that so many people in our show uh, did have it. I just think that had to be what it was. And Eric is just today. So he's on day like, well, we got here almost three weeks ago. So he's on day like 18 of, or 19 of um, me bringing it to him. Cause I'm sure I did. Cause no one else in his cast out here has had any problems. And then um, we are at, he's at day 12 from the onset of symptoms about 12 or 13. So it definitely, and he just felt like he could sort of get up and take a walk today. I mean, it's the fatigue was real, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but I feel like I've turned a corner, which I'm now, you know, three weeks out from when Katie tested positive. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah. it definitely takes a while and that's been our journey, you know, and we were here. And so we've been self-isolating and the minute we realized like we had symptoms, we just, you know, we've self-isolated and, um, Elliot was fine. She's, <laughs> she certainly is not lacking for energy. No fatigue there. <laughs> I don't think any of our kids are lacking for energy right oh now. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Mom, pretend <laughs> it's the first day of school. Mom, pretend this, pretend that, imagine this, pretend that. It's like, oh my God. Um, she's got a cough, but also she gets a cough like every year with seasonal allergies. So, you know, we're just, yeah. I'm thankful that we've seemed to have moved through it. And, um, and hopeful that that means we're immune. You know what I mean? And we can just like donate just plasma or like do things like that. So, yeah, that po- hopeful immunity, I think, is something that a lot of people are hanging their hat on right now. You know, yeah. Um, at my, <laughs> you're talking about Elliot talking, there have been probably like four moments since this began where Graham and I looked at each other and no one was talking, neither of our kids. And we're like, <laughs> do you hear that? Do you hear that? <laughs> And it was just <laughs> silence. And it was so amazing. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest things to adjust to is this this constant input from our mm-hmm. kids. And and look, if you have small children, that's what it is. You're home with them. Um, but you don't have the ability to change it up. I mean, we go we go outside frequently and I feel so I feel so hard for all of you who are in New York right now in oh. small apartments. Um I also feel like New York is very scary right now. Um yeah. my husband's parents live there, my parents-in-law, um and my sister-in-law and her boyfriend live there and we check in daily and I just I feel for you all especially with small children and not being, not feeling safe to go out and about and, um, having to be more creative than you've ever been in your entire life to keep them. Oh my God. The improv skills. Right. (laughs) And maintain your own sanity. I mean, that's, that's, I think been one of the biggest lessons from this so far. And I know that we're nowhere near done. Um, I'm learning so much about myself. I don't know. Do you feel that way, Jess? I feel like I'm learning. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I learning what my needs are and learning how I handle things. Like I've really dove into this homeschooling with my daughter and, and for good reason she does. We do so much therapy. I mean, the work that she does during the week at school is immense. And then we also have therapy in home when she gets home. So we're maintaining some semblance of that right now through homeschooling, or I do think the new way of calling it crisis schooling is a lot more accurate. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I think, I mean, like today we worked straight from eight 30 to 1230. Then she got a little break because I had to go to the dentist and get a crown put back on. 
because life my, don't stop. <laughs> life don't stop. A, a crown, my crown fell off my tooth on Saturday morning, and I called my dentist, and she said, "Go get some temporary glue and try to fix it yourself." So I have fixed this tooth several times now. Oh. on my own. <laughs> and today I was fine. Like she said, you can come in. She said, I'm allowed to do emergency, emergency dentistry, but I really didn't want to, you know? And, and as soon as I walked in the door, I apologized. I'm like, I'm so sorry that you're here doing this. She said, don't apologize. This is what it, this is about. Um, we were super careful, obviously. Um, but I finally have some relief. My mouth feels like it's oh, my own right now. Which I'm is so, so glad. Um, but so we had a little break and then we did some more therapy today, but I think I'm finding she needs the structure for sure. But I think I'm kind of hanging my hat on that structure as well. Um, because that's kind of how I thrive. Uh, I, I, which is funny, right? Cause we're creative people and that seems counterintuitive, but I find that I need that structured part of my day in order to feel the freedom to be creative at another point mm. of the day. That's um, right which is kind of where I'm at now. And that's something I've learned through all of this, learning a lot. I, Learn, I, yeah, and we'll I continue mean, to. Totally. I do have to say that I look forward to the Monday through Friday part of this. You know, the weekends are just like a free for all and they're long. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's like, I can't wait for Monday when we get that email from her teacher with the classroom, you know, with the learning schedule for the week and the things we do. And so, you know, we don't have, nearly as much like Kara, you guys, I said it, she is a rock star. I don't know how she does it. It is so much work and you, I know it's exhausting. And like, I just hat my hat off to you always, but particularly in this time when it's hard enough to take care of ourselves. Right. Um, yeah. and, and to be a mother in this situation, taking care of our children, inevitably, we're probably also taking care of a partner or the house or, you know, the things. And, um, and for Kara, for you to be doing those hours and hours and hours and like such high focus work, you know what I mean? Like we, Elliot and I do like two hours a day with, a, and that includes a few brain breaks. So she doesn't have a huge list of assignments. She's in kindergarten, you know, her teacher gives some sight words and some math problems and it's very low key. Um, there's a lot of reading that we're doing, but like, I know the focus that it takes for you to work with Elon. And it's, and it's obvious, like the you know, we've seen how much it has helped her and how she's grown through all these years, you know, of her having yeah. this ABA. Yeah, I mean, therapy. I wouldn't be doing this unless I thought no. it was benefiting her. No, um, but, but I'm sure like the the grind and like the push-pull, right, of like, you know you that she thrives when she has this, but at the same time, like umpteen hours a day for you, yeah. mama. It's like, what? And then if you don't do that, I'm sure it's hashtag mom guilt, right? You're like Lot, lots of mom guilt. But this, I mean, this is a shout out to all special needs parents out there. I feel so hard for you all. Um, I know that, I mean, Elon is her own situation. I know that there are parents out there with kids who are so much more complicated than she is. Um, and just getting through the day is difficult. And I, and I don't think I'd be, I mean, I think it's honest to say, those of us who have kids with special needs, I mean, please, people who don't have kids with special needs, school was your break, right? School was the time that you knew that your child is being tended to and cared for and instructed and, and being guided to grow. Um, and I especially felt that with Elin, knowing that she was, you know, uh, being nurtured in the way that was specific to her and having that taken away was a real, um, 
adjustment. Uh, and uh, I just think that anybody out there, we're all, I mean, this goes for everyone, anybody out there with children who is at home trying to navigate this time. Um, we feel you, we hear you, we see you. Um, yeah. But um, to those with special needs and and those who have kids who are medically complicated, I mean, there are so many um, hurdles to get over in this time and things that need to be navigated in a way we never thought we were going to have to do. So I'm just sending love out to the to the globe about that. I think it's um, really specific and you're all rock stars, moms, yeah. every one of you. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. I mean, I, the amount of times I text to Kara, like, I can't believe this is our life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, and, but there is some, you know, there is some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I think about the fact that we're all together. We're all in that we, everyone is in the same position, except, you know, those states that have yet to say, stay at home, which that's a whole nother conversation. Everyone needs to stay home. Um, but, but we're all in this same position, you know, when we stress out about finances or we stress out about shows and work or, doctor appointments or school years or things like that. And it's, and you just think, well, they're not the only one, like yeah. they're going to have to figure it out for everyone because we are all in the same boat. And there's something really, uh, calming about that for me. It's like, there's it's a common powerful. thread and a commonality, right? It's like, I read something very early on about that really helped me because I, like Kara said, you know, the, both of us had a very similar response to this, which is that we just sort of withdrew into our own space. Like there was a lot to figure out. We had schooling to figure out for our kids. We had, you know, get the groceries, get ready to be inside. And also just the amount of energy it takes to be with your children all day from the moment they wake up till they go to bed. Um, it felt really, it was a struggle to want to engage at all. It's like, it mm -hmm. took a good couple of weeks, I think, that I had to give myself, which now that I look back, I realize I was also fighting the virus. Like I, I had mild symptoms, so it didn't feel that way, but I was sleeping. Like I would go to sleep at nine o'clock and Eric would say, well, it's because you're still on East Coast time. And I was like, this is crazy. I was sleeping for like nine hours a night, you guys. Like, when was the last time I did that? Pre-Elliot Anderson. I, could <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think I could still sleep that long, to be honest. But like, I was sleeping so much. And I was sleeping. I was eating a lot of cheese. You guys, like, <laughs> they're gonna have to give us. They're gonna have to give us a nice month long heads up to get back into those costumes. But like, I, I was eating a lot of cheese. I was drinking wine at night, and I was just. I realized I was having to just comfort myself. Like I was like, okay, 
I'm just going to, I'm clearly eating my feelings, drinking my feelings and sleeping away the virus and trying to be, you know, sane because this was a huge shift to make, you know, and I, I did say, you know, I read something a year or two ago, you know, after the election of our current president who um, is very divisive and who I do not like, that's what it is. Um, Yeah. uh, It's been really hard. These three years have felt like a bit of a twilight zone as rights have been stripped away and things have happened. I mean, it's super stressful. Um, And I, and I remember thinking, oh my God, this is just one more thing. And and for the first time in a while, I read something that actually gave me some hope. And it was about, you know, thinking about the fact that we are all choosing to fix the situation. Those of us, you know, we're staying home and it's a collective uh, thought within humanity. You know, it's what I was reading uh, right after Trump's election was sort of like, you know, this, the end of days is coming and, um, there's going to be a shift and the feminine is going to take over. Like, don't fret it's coming. There's going to be a shift and then feminine will come and things will get back on track and the climate and mother nature will, uh, get better. All these things, you know, which I would love to think. And we do have seen this with like me too movement with people standing up and women being elected to Congress and to that, you know, all these things and, uh, women politicians and women speaking up, but I have to say, like, maybe this is what that was, right? Like, I, that might be a little too, like, hoo-hoo, but I just think, like, maybe this hard reset that is that is so hard, and I don't, I, please, I do not mean to, if it sounds like I'm discounting what anyone's going through, I'm not, but, like, maybe it was never the end of days. Maybe it was never that the world was going to end, but the world and the, and the, uh, the headspace that we were all in as a planet had to shift that had to end where we had gotten the divisiveness, the anger, the selfishness, all of that, that perhaps it had just become too much. And this is what that was, is the end of days in quotes, you know, this virus is, is a hard reset. Mother nature said enough. (laughs) This is what we're going to do. It's so interesting that you say that. And Certainly to anybody listening, we're not discounting the pain or no, loss no, no, that anybody no. is going through right now. That is not, I mean, th- that is a part of this um, pandemic that is the hardest to swallow for sure. Um, but it's, it, it, people keep likening it to wartime and during wartime countries are super united, right? Because mm-hmm. they're fighting against one another. They are in, they have patriotism in their country. Uh, discounting Vietnam, but in general. Um, but this is something that cl- the world is uniting against um, mm-hmm. for the first time. And everybody's going about it a little bit differently, obviously. Um, but that we all have a common enemy, which I think is really, um, really interesting. It's something that people can agree on people, the way policy is being um, handled is not the same clearly. Um, But the enemy is the same for everyone right now. And that um, there's something, mm, I don't know if comfort is the right word, but yeah, I just, uh, I mean, yeah, not necessarily comfort, but just knowing, you know, cause it feels so heavy, right? The world, the energy of the world feels so heavy right now. And it is heavy. It's super heavy, but, and I'm not comforted. That doesn't go away when I think about that, but I do have to, I have to 
feel like they're like there's a reason that this is happening. And like, if it means that everyone sort of wakes up, you know, we are killing our planet. We are doing all these things that we're harming ourselves and our children's futures and the generations to come. And I found myself before this happened, thinking a lot about what the world will be when Elliot is a teenager. Will there even be a planet at the rate we were going? I literally was thinking that. And so here we are now in this situation that is so scary and overwhelming but to think, like you said, Kara, we have a common enemy. The entire world has a common enemy. And when I think of the energy that is going towards keeping people safe, keeping people healthy, searching for a cure, searching for a way to get back to whatever our new normal will be, yeah. it just it it helps me to just feel a little bit of peace. There will be another. We will. There's another side. Like we will get to the other side. It might be well, a really and the long only time. Truth, yeah. Yeah. The only way we always say this, like the only way to get through something is to get through it, right? The only way around is through is that I think the the, the only way out thing, is through. The way, right? the way out is through. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I think without hope, how do you do that? Oh right? my God. So I couldn't if I had no your, Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So you have to hang your hat on something and, and being I don't think there's anything wrong with being hopeful. I mean, yeah. I think that that's how we're going to, that's how you put one foot in front of the other. And even though we've talked about how hard it is to have small children at home, I am so thankful for them right now because mm-hmm. I feel like they are grounding me in a way that I, if I didn't have them, I feel like I would be spinning. And I feel for my friends who are by themselves in their apartments who don't have anybody with them, um, I, I am so grateful for my children because I have to be present for them. I can't be in my headspace and panicking. I have to be in the moment. I have to pretend that, I mean, my goodness, my son, I don't even know all the things we have pretended so far, but (laughs) I can't even keep track. And you guys, he doesn't stop talking. He He and Elliot should FaceTime and pretend together. That's what they should do. They really should. That's what we'll do. Um, But I, I am... When I went to the dentist today and I started uh, looking on my phone, I was sitting in the car, I had gotten my new tooth and I was like, I'm just going to take a minute. And I looked at my phone and I started looking at all the news and I started looking at my Facebook and all the friends I know who have lost somebody already or who have somebody in their family that's very sick. And I felt myself just like t- dropping deeper and deeper. And I was, I said, let's drive this car and let's get home, get home to your children because they are going to they are going to get me through in in a very um wonderful and joyous way and they are beyond grateful for this time i keep saying to my husband oh my they're gosh. not going to remember the virus they are going to remember this time the time that we sat down as a family every night for dinner the time that we went on hikes all the you know endless hikes and scavenger hunts. And man, I keep saying we've, we've set the bar really high. Like when, if, and when Broadway opens again and my husband goes back to work, or if I happen to end up being in a show soon, I mean, they're going to be like, what is this life? I don't know this life. We do everything together. Where are you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's like until this time, you know, there had only been and I know it's similar for you, Kara. It's like there had only been like a three-week period where Elliot and Eric and I were together with no one having a show. You know, Same. thank God. Like, thank you. I'm appreciative yes. of work. Oh, so but appreciative. like, 
there had only been a short window where we were together all the time. So for Elliot, like Eric just keeps saying, he's like, these are the best days of her life. Like truly like she, she has us at her complete disposal. You know what I mean? To it, <laughs> too much. Do <laughs> to you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. Because it's definitely like, sometimes I'll be like, girl, I just want to read my book. Like I'm sitting here reading, you know, this morning, like she, so Eric had been sleeping on the couch because um, towards the end of this, he's been having some real chest pain and heaviness and he hadn't been sleeping well because, you know, Elliot. And um, so he was sleeping on the couch the last few nights. And so she and I, but I had a huge breakdown last night with him when I was just like, it started out as I was laughing. Have you seen that video, Kara? And y'all should look at the up of the little girl trying to convince her mom that she likes her cooking. No, it's but so- I, I saw, I scrolled by it, but I saw it. <laughs> so I'm watching, we're watching this last night after Ellie had gone to bed and I, we watch it a few times and we're laughing so hard. We start crying. And then my tears of laughter turn to tears mm-hmm. of a complete breakdown, just like sobbing. And I've only actually cried maybe like two or three times during this, which part of it is like you said, our children were like, we have to just keep going. Like I can't wallow in it. Um, but I just started like heaving sobs, heaving sobs. And I was like, it's so hard. And, and he was like, I can't wait till I feel better so I can help more. Cause I've been doing all the things, you know, all the stuff. And I, and that's fine. I want him to be better, but he is like such a great playmate for Elliot. I mean, it's always been that way, you know? So, um, me, mom, my patience runs out, you know, but daddy is always ready to go. So it's this the same morning, in our house. Oh my gosh. Uh, Graham is so ready the, to pretend. <laughs> yeah. So this morning we wake up and Elliot and I are in here and she asks if she can have her Kindle for a second. She's like, well, you do some work, mom, which really is just because she wants to, you know, <laughs> lay there. So I start, I get my phone out and I go to look at Instagram and not two minutes later, she has switched over to something else on her Kindle. And she's like, mom, let's play Daniel Tiger. And she like has this game where like, then it's like, all right, who do you want to be? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like it's, I just woke up. <laughs> and like, and after like a few minutes, I kept getting my voice higher and higher because I knew Eric was awake in the other room. And I kept, <laughs> and finally, and finally I heard him go, hey, L." He's like, come here a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I heard that she wanted to play like right away. I was like, yeah, you were a little slow on that actually too. Like, we should have come in quicker. But like, I mean, there's no time, you know, it's like, there's no time to think about it all. It's like, I can't even find time to call an employment to be honest. Like it's, you know, yeah. now that, now that he's feeling better, we can do more, but it's hard that she's so used to having us now that it's like engaging with her constantly. And now the struggle is making sure she has independent play, you know, like, yeah. Because it used to be she would go to her room for an hour in the day and like have time to herself, but we don't have that here. And we don't have that many things, you know, which is good. We're being very creative, but um, it's Well, I think that's also a big adjustment that we went through and it's because our kids have both of us, right? They don't really get both of us very much. And so when we, when this is how it is in my family, when on Mondays or whatever, when we are all together, they have our undivided attention. We are in it to win it. It's great. So when this happened, they're like, great, you're home. We have you. They didn't play by themselves until two days ago. Two days ago, they went into our basement and they, and they played for an hour by themselves while I made dinner and I can't, Graham was doing some work or something. Like it was the most joyous thing. And I said, we have to make sure we implement this now. We have to get this into our normal, our new normal. Um, but that's a, it's a big adjustment. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's hard to see, it's hard to see our way through this knowing that it, 
is going to go on for a while. Well, and I think that theater will be the last thing to come back. I, I mean, let's just be honest. It's like, yeah. there. It's first you're going to have people going back to work, to non-essential work, to restaurants and bars, you know. And yeah. and I think that there's a collective, the collective consciousness has to shift too. It's like we, you know, it's... I mean, People I've have talked to feel before safe about again. Yeah, I mean, I've I've talked about my anxiety before, and like, and I just keep thinking, you know, if I were someone who were not managing it or medicated or who it was an even bigger issue for, or just a general, you know what? Like Eric was having some chest pain, and I said to him, I think this. Don't discount that this could be anxiety, because yeah. he never he never has any of that. You know, like Eric is the most chill human you guys will probably ever meet in your life. And he's always a so positive. (laughs) He really is. And he's so positive. And he just like goes with the flow. And, you know, we've had several friends who are close friends who have either um, been in the ICU or still in the ICU. And I think that has really, I know it has, I know it has thrown him for a loop, you know, but the anxiety that this is having, that, that everyone is experiencing, whether you're used to it or not, it's impossible, I think, to not have some sense of panic or anxiety. You know, I mean, where what do we do? When do we go back to work? How do we pay our bills? What's going to happen? And, and I think that that is twofold for when we do go back to whatever life is going to be. And I think it's going to be a very long time. But like, okay. do you want to go sit in a theater with 1500 people in close quarters? You know, I, it's, it's just going to be a while. It's going to be a while. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I, I don't know. I think I know it will come back. Eventually we'll all be good because you know why there will be a medication. There will be a vaccination. There will be things. And that's what I keep thinking about. Like, okay, well, if they say 18 months to a vaccination, I don't think it'll be that long because I like to think, and I know that brilliant scientists all over the world are working very hard right now to fix this. But like, if it's going to be 18 months or, or two years, then that's what it will be. And then, and then we'll and be then in a we'll place where we can fight it and we can be back. Do you know what I mean? That's right. what it's, it will, life will come back to the degree that we had it. But boy, I think now about squeezing on those subways and holding the poles mm-hmm. and like being in the theater and just like all the people and walking through times. I mean, it's wild how much we took for granted just moving through the world, particularly, yeah. you know, the world in New York City. It's it's just crazy. Out here in California, you know, people, it hasn't really sunk in yet. It's starting to in San Diego, but it's taken a long time, you know, for yeah. people to get with the program. And part of that, I think, is because you don't feel, you don't feel the threat, really, because you're, you're in your own car, you're driving to places, you don't see people, you know what I mean? Like I see maybe three people walk past this apartment, you know? So yeah. 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 But being in New York is a whole different, I mean, I, my parents are there and whoo, daddy, it's, it's going to be a while. Yeah. It's yeah. really scary. It's really scary. And it's almost, you can't even wrap your brain around it. Right. You're like, no, what are these numbers? What's happening? Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I like to watch and Cuomo me- though. I still watch him. I'm out here, but I, I watch Cuomo for my New York news. Yeah. He's, my mom keeps saying, he should remember president. He should remember president. <laughs> I said, well, it's a little late right now, mom, but. I know. Um, I'm, I, you know, as this continues, Jessica and I are going to continue to try to, you know, bring you interesting conversations. We're going to continue to talk about being a mom in our industry, but we're certainly not going to shy away from what the current situation is mm-hmm. um, and how everybody's handling it. 
Uh, and like Jessica said, if there's something that you want to hear or, or have discussed, we're, all for it. Let's um, yeah. make it happen. Really use the community. You know, like Kara and I started a Facebook page and um, I know there's not a lot of action on it, but you know, we're all about making sure no one feels alone. And that includes yeah. moms who may be surrounded by your families and you still feel alone. You are not alone. This is really fucking hard, you guys. <laughs> and everyone, please know that. Please know that we see you and we hear you and we know it's hard. And when you want to hide in your bathroom and eat some chips, you should do that because we all deserve to have a moment of sanity. You got to put your mask on first. You have to take care of yourself so that then we can be present and we can be the person that um, our family relies on and needs us to be in this time. Even more than ever, I think we have to grant ourselves that grace just- yes you know, treat ourselves as kindly as, as you can. I keep sending texts to my friends. I'm like, Oh, I didn't work out today. And they're like, don't worry about it. (laughs) And, and part of the reason I need to do it is because it's my mental health. And I notice a difference in how I feel emotionally on the days that I move my body. But I also know that if it didn't happen, I, it's okay. You know, and, 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 my, one of my friends just keeps saying, she said, just, we have to be easy on ourselves. We have to be easy on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have yeah. to be easy on, on those around us too. Our partners, our children, mm-hmm. everybody's handling this um, in their own way. And we're all struggling, but we're all going to get through. We will. And okay. we'll be here. <laughs> we will. For sure. All right. Thanks so much, Thank you guys. Thank you for listening and be well, everyone. Yeah. Keep breathing. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talkin' Loud. Special shout outs to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. If you like what you're hearing and you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.